Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. On June 3rd, 2023, just a few months ago, we were at the beach playground in Laguna Beach, California, and I was helping my sweet two-year-old up a metal ladder on this playground, making sure that he did not fall. After he got to the second level, he ran to this really awesome slide that he really wanted to get to, and he called back to me to go down the slide with him. So I decided to pull myself up and jump up to the second level from where I was at. Now, you should know that I had been practicing box jumps for months now, and I felt pretty confident that I could just jump to the top and get to him and that slide in a few seconds. Now, what I didn't know and I didn't see due to wearing a baseball hat was that there was a metal bar one foot above my head, and I jumped with a lot of velocity right into that metal bar. I hit the bar at the top of my forehead, and I immediately saw stars but I didn't completely knock out. Instead, I gathered myself and I got myself to the slide with my son, slid down the slide, and proceeded to observe my symptoms for the rest of the day. I was nauseous, I was a bit dizzy, I had some light sensitivity, and I just felt out of it for the rest of the day. I also felt like my cervical spine compressed. I had a lot of pressure between my occiput at the base of my head and my neck, but I figured that my chiropractor in La Jolla could fix it. Now, since we were on vacation, I kept up with my family and I played full out like any mom would do. And the next day we were at Disneyland and then it was Monday and I went back to work. Now, the following weekend, seven days later, my period started and we were throwing a party for Kingston's two and a half birthday because we love celebrating half birthdays in my family. And I remember that everything that Friday and Saturday felt insurmountable. I had such a hard time doing easy tasks like decorating the house, going to the grocery store to buy supplies for the party, and really preparing for the party overall. Thankfully, my mom was over and Alex really stepped up because everything felt so hard. I was so frustrated that I couldn't do the things that I normally do with such ease. It was after that weekend, I knew that I needed to dive into what was going on with me. But honestly, I didn't think it was my brain. I thought it was my thyroid and the low levels of progesterone and testosterone that were throwing me off. It was that weekend that I knew that I needed to get my labs done again. And I also knew that I needed to wean Kingston from breastfeeding so that I could really focus on my health. I knew that in order to get better, I was going to need hormone support and even reduce my thyroid antibodies that had been creeping up slowly over the course of the last year. Now, I was convinced it was my hormones, especially my thyroid hormone, because your thyroid hormone does so much around energy and brain function and metabolic health. It's like the metabolic gas pedal. And because I have Hajimoto's and I was showing signs of low thyroid, I just figured it had to be that. It never occurred to me that it was the concussion that I had gotten the week before. Now, if you've been listening to the show for the past two to three months, I shared on an episode on June 13th, 2023, yes, literally the week after my concussion, on what I thought was happening to me back in early June. 
It was episode 533, and it was titled, What I Wish I'd Known About Stress, Weight Resistance, and Feeling Like Crap. And basically, in that episode, I break down what I think is actually happening to me right now. And what I realized at the time was that, you know, I'd been experiencing fatigue and brain fog. I had gained four pounds despite being on my detox protocol for two months. I was walking 15,000 steps a day and resistance training consistently. I was going to bed early. I was optimizing my blood sugar and my metabolism. I was taking a ton of supplements and I was getting outside every single morning and I was fierce about my sleep routine. So I knew it had to be my thyroid and the changes due to perimenopause and also accidentally overtraining at the gym with my personal trainer for three months back in the spring from late February till late May, right? I am so diligent at being so aware of what's going on with my body. I really felt like I knew what was going on. Now, looking back today, I believe it was all of it. The concussion happened during a time when I was already struggling with symptoms that I couldn't fully make sense of. And after I got all of my labs back, and I'm talking all the labs, I ran a fasting insulin, a full lipid panel, a full thyroid panel, a metabolic panel. I ran all my hormones. I ran cortisol. I ran a C-reactive protein. So I was just looking at my inflammation, um, an ApoB, hemoglobin A1C, vitamins, minerals, organic acids, and a GI stool test. It was comprehensive. And let me tell you, time-consuming. And honestly, a little overwhelming, but I just knew I needed to get to the root of what was going on with me because I felt so crappy. I mean, honestly, I felt like I couldn't function. And when you looked at all the labs, everything looked pretty great. Honestly, they looked like they looked back in January when I had ran all this before, except my menopausal levels of progesterone low testosterone, and a little bit of cortisol deregulation. But it was nothing too crazy when it came to the cortisol issue. And as I had mentioned before, my thyroid antibodies were up, and they were up even more. But my gut GI map test looked stellar. My microbiome was amazing. My metabolic numbers looked great, along with my vitamins, minerals, and organic acids. Even my thyroid labs were in optimal ranges after lowering my dosage back in March. Again, through all of this, all the testing, everything that I was looking at, everything that I was scrutinizing over, I never factored in this concussion. So what we ended up doing to kind of address the thyroid issue, since I really thought that that was the thing that was going on with me, is we raised my Armour thyroid medication a little bit to counteract my thyroid antibodies and symptoms. Um, because my thyroid labs were actually pretty good. We didn't want to give me a ton more thyroid because we knew we would accidentally end up suppressing some of my hormones. And I finally got on bioidentical progesterone and bioidentical testosterone, which I am still on today. I do believe that women do not deserve to suffer needlessly. And if you have symptoms that are indicating that you need some hormone support and you're a candidate for it, then do it. I also added supplements to support my mitochondria. I added adaptogens to support my stress response system because again, I was feeling frustrated and stressed about what was happening with my health. And I also added in a couple of brain supplements because again, my brain capacity, my cognitive function, uh, my ability to word recall, those things were struggling. Again, I thought it was related to the brain fog and the thyroid issue. 
I had no idea it was connected to the concussion. Um, I didn't realize that the symptoms had gotten even worse. Now, despite all of the changes and assurances from my labs, I was spiraling in terms of my ability to function, especially my brain. I was getting worse every single day. Things that used to feel easy were so very hard. A podcast episode that would normally take 20 minutes to record was taking me over two hours. I had to do it over and over and over again because I just kept making so many mistakes. Hence the reason I decided to drop down to one episode per week with mostly interviews. My brain just couldn't do it. I still, you know, I'm not going to lie that even writing this episode, preparing this episode took some time And I'm probably on my fourth take right now in recording this episode because, you know, I am now, what is it? Today is August 9th. And since I started all of my protocols, I'm literally a month to the day when I first started my concussion protocol. So I still have a a ways to go, but I am so grateful to be sitting here right now and actually recounting what happened and providing you with protocols because I know that millions of people suffer from head trauma and traumatic brain injuries and concussions, even when they're minor. And so often no one gives us anything outside of telling us to rest or lay down in a dark room for a couple of days and then go back to business. And so um, if there is a little bit of inconsistency today, I am sending myself a lot of extra grace and I hope that you can too, um, because I am literally, I'm doing the best I can today. And then, so just to tell you a little bit about what happened next, so get the labs done and I am dialing in supplements. I am making sure my nutrition is dialed. I am taking a little bit more thyroid hormone, but on Thursday, June 22nd, I experienced another minor head trauma. So Kingston and I were playing in the living room and Kingston accidentally, with a lot of force, headbutted me in the nose and almost broke my nose. May have even broken my nose. It, it, he hit me right where my nose had been broken from when I was a little girl. And I have a bump on the left side of my nose and now I have a pretty decent bump on the right side of my nose. And so it, um, it was super intense. Um, it took me about 10 minutes to collect myself from the impact and the pain. And my, my nose immediately swelled up. I got black and blue around the nose area. And man, it felt like my brain got scrambled. Like, ooh, it hurt so bad. Honestly, my nose continued to hurt severely for about three weeks. Luckily, it's been a couple weeks since it stopped hurting. And I will tell you, getting that second hit three weeks later, ooh, I massively spiraled literally just days after that. I couldn't think. Going out on a day outing to the San Diego Zoo was literally out of the question. I simply could not pack my family to go anywhere. I was struggling to do life at this point, and it was creating chaos in my household. As a person who really runs the household and is the CEO of my company, I was so frustrated and irritated and angry at how little I could do. I felt like I was failing left and right because I couldn't contribute and I couldn't do the little things that I did without even thinking um, just at all. And then the migraine started. Ultimately, I had 12 days of consecutive migraines with Aura that got progressively worse. 
until I finally went to the ER on July 8th to rule anything out um, to make sure that there wasn't anything scary going on with my brain. I was in the ER for nine hours and I'm so grateful that when my best friends Bridget and her son Lincoln were in town because they took Kingston for the day, Alex was in and out of the ER with me, but I just didn't want Kingston to be in the ER setting. So I sat there pretty much by myself most of the time. Um, I got a CT scan and it was negative. Um, and I was ultimately diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury and was given given some in, really intense pain medications, probably an opioid type of medication, I'm forgetting the name right now, to finally break this 12-day terrorizing migraine cycle. Ultimately, it was clear that I had post-concussion syndrome, which is a cluster of symptoms that continue to linger when a concussion isn't fully resolving, right? It's just not going away. And these are basically chronic symptoms. Now, when I came home from the ER, I was worse. Like once the pain meds were off, it was as if I spiraled even deeper. So the symptoms that I was experiencing at that point on July 9th were very classic concussion symptoms. Nausea, difficulty concentrating in brain fog. Like I could not recall anything. I was having a hard time thinking of anything, responding to anything. I was dizzy. I had balance issues. I was extremely fatigued. I had severe neck pain. It felt like pressure and compression. I had headaches. Obviously, I had those migraines. Um, I didn't struggle with insomnia, um, but I definitely felt a lot of mental chatter before going to bed. I was extremely irritable. I was angry. I had memory loss, especially working memory. I was sensitive to light and noise, um, and I was just in excruciating pain. Um, I couldn't drive a car. I couldn't take a shower. I couldn't get ready. Um, I couldn't even make myself a smoothie. You know, forget helping Alex get Kingston ready in the morning or at night. Like I was, I was unable to do any of it. Everything felt insurmountable. And I was experiencing so much pain and pressure in my head and neck that I literally just had to lay there in a dark room. So I immediately reached out to all of the functional brain and concussion doctors that I knew. And I started a concussion protocol pretty much within 24 hours that focused on reducing inflammation in my brain along with addressing any leaky brain components. It was clear that my brain was on fire and that I needed to quickly reduce that fire as fast as possible. Now, for the first five days, I was only able to rest in a dark room and meditate and take my supplements. Um, and my mother-in-law, luckily, is an energy healer. So she started doing remote energy work on me for an hour every single day. And I will tell you, this was such a humbling and scary time for me because I felt so hopeless and alone in my room by myself. And it was so hard to not be there for my family, especially my sweet love, Kingston. Now, for my post-concussion syndrome protocol, I was, I'm basically still on that protocol a month later. Um, it was, it's designed for a two to three week um, reduction of inflammation. But since I'm still experiencing some symptoms, I am continuing with a modified version of that. So here is what I started with pretty much within 24 hours of coming home from the, the ER. I was immediately put on nine grams of omega-3 fatty acids. So this is high dose omegas that ha were broken up into three doses every single day. So I was taking three grams of omegas in the morning, afternoon, and right before bed. Now, the reason why I'm taking, I was taking high dose omegas is the EPA and DHA in the omegas are effective for reducing inflammation from a concussion. 
DHA has been shown to increase BDNF um, levels in people with traumatic brain injuries. In addition, DHA helps build robust and flexible cell membranes in neurons. Um, EPA suppresses the production of inflammatory prostaglandins and other inflammatory chemicals that have been shown to reduce biological markers of brain injury, oxidative stress, and cellular apoptosis. So very much a game changer for reducing brain inflammation and bringing your neurons back online. Now, during the day, I also took 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C, which is a powerful antioxidant for reducing oxidative stress and inflammation in the brain. 5,000 IU units of vitamin D with K1 and K2. This is from my vitamin D complete. Um, And vitamin D is extremely neuroprotective. It promotes the production of heat shock proteins, which helps maintain neurons integrity and supports brain cell survival after a brain injury. So super important. Next, I'm taking activated B vitamins um, to help mediate enzyme activity and mitochondrial function. Um, especially methylated B vitamins are so critical to brain function. And so I wanted to make sure that I had enough of those. Also, they're great for mitochondria, supporting liver detoxification, and supporting energy overall. Next, I was taking my, and I'm still taking my NeuroPlus Support Brain Supplement from the Essentially Whole Supplement line. This is designed to increase brain-derived neurotrophic factor, so BDNF. Um, and designed to reduce inflammation. Next, I'm taking 500 milligrams of carnitine and acetyl-L-carnitine. So acetyl-L-carnitine energizes the brain, increases neurotransmitter levels needed for memory, focus, and learning, and repairs damage to the brain cells. It also helps increase levels and components of the neurotransmitter chemicals needed for memory, focus, and learning. And that is something I desperately needed. I'm still taking acetyl-L-carnitine and carnitine today. Next, I decided to um, incorporate mitochondrial NRG, which is a supplement from Designs for Health, to optimize mitochondrial function and increase my energy capacity. I'm taking a variety of mushrooms, including lion's mane, that has been shown to reduce inflammation and help enhance brain function. I'm taking 2,000 milligrams of myanositol to regulate blood sugar and to support my metabolic health. Um, I love 2,000 milligrams of myonositol, especially for someone who's dealing with insulin resistance or polycystic ovarian syndrome, because it was super important to make sure that my my brain was efficiently utilizing glucose, um, I, I jumped on this supplement. Um, in terms of gut health, because I wanted to maintain gut microbiome, um, you know, diversity and support, uh, I take a digestive enzyme every single day with meals. I also take Just Thrive Probiotic, which is a spore-based probiotic that I love. Um, And I'm taking um, 25 milligrams of zinc that have been shown to really benefit brain function as well. Also, I'm taking a polyphenol blend with turmeric. Um, So I'm getting that curcumin, green tea extract, resveratrol, and boswellia, um, and other polyphenols that are able to pass through the blood-brain barrier and have powerful antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects. After a traumatic brain injury, like a, like a concussion, curcumin supplements can help reduce cognitive impairment, help stabilize energy use in the brain, and help replace membrane damage in the neurons. So a great polyphenol blend, I think, is super critical just in general for reducing our oxidative stress, but also help to support brain fog and, again, brain-related injuries. Next, another big player for me is liposomal glutathione. So after concussion, glutathione levels drop immediately in the brain, making neurons more susceptible to damage by free radicals. 
So supplementing with glutathione precursors, including vitamin C, selenium, B3, um, N-acetylcysteine, so NAC for short, is essential for providing the building blocks to bring glutathione back to neuroprotective levels. Now, because glutathione is a protein, it needs to be taken in the form of a liposomal oral supplement to get past the stomach's digestive juices. So I am taking a liposomal glutathione with vitamin C, selenium, B vitamins, green tea extract, and, um, and NAC. And it tastes nasty. It is so nasty, but I've been taking it now for 20 days or maybe longer, probably 25 days. I think I got it like five days into my protocol. It is so gross. Next, I'm taking five grams of creatine in my smoothie every single day. Um, so in the brain, creatine has powerful neuroprotective effects. Levels decrease after a concussion, like so many other things do. So raising them with supplements help to prevent brain damage following a traumatic brain injury by preserving the function of your mitochondria and increasing energy production in your neurons. Supplemental creatine provides immediate energy to heal the brain cells. It also improves cognition and significantly decreases headaches, dizziness, and fatigue after a concussion. So that's my daytime protocol. Now before bed, I am taking 1,000 milligrams of my Magnesium Restore. Now I often take around 600 milligrams of my Magnesium Restore, except for right before my period, then I bump it up to a full gram. But when it comes to healing the brain, 1,000 milligrams of magnesium is super needed, especially magnesium glycinate or magnesium threonate. Totally up to you. Magnesium obviously is vital for so many functions in the brain and the body, and you need it as an essential cofactor to make many of the enzymes involved in brain function. It is significant for manufacturing neurotransmitters that let neurons communicate Magnesium also helps to prevent delayed brain injury and post-concussion syndrome. Since I already had post-concussion syndrome, I was on top of my magnesium. Also, I was taking, I'm still taking 15 milligrams of CBD at night for reducing inflammation and aiding in sleep, three grams of melatonin to aid in boosting brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF. Again, I'm taking that three grams of omega, my last dose of the day, 200 milligrams of bioidentical progesterone to reduce inflammation and to boost my non-existent progesterone levels in the luteal phase of my cycle, 4.5 milligrams of low-dose naltrexone for my thyroid antibodies and as an inflammation modulator. And the goal really with all this was to reduce inflammation and increase brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF, often called the fertilizer for the brain, BDNF is crucial for repairing injured neurons and growing new ones, restoring communication among neurons and reducing the long-term risk of neurodegeneration. BDNF helps neurons fire together again, and we know that neurons that fire together will wire together, which is what we really want. So treatment to increase the natural production of BDNF is a cornerstone of concussion therapy. I am also taking ketones, twice a day, and I'm eating a low-carb, anti-inflammatory, and autoimmune protocol diet. So ketones help prevent neuronal cell death and help quell reactive oxygen species and inflammation. They also increase mitochondrial glutathione levels to activate um, important signaling pathways, which play pivotal roles in reducing inflammation in the brain. So a ketogenic diet also stimulates autophagy in the brain, helping to clear away any cellular damage to those neurons. 
So a lot of people are recommended to get on a ketogenic diet if they've had a brain injury. Finally, the ketogenic diet effectively reduces neuroinflammation. So those are all the things that I was doing on a supplemental and nutritional um, in terms of my protocol. Um, And I will tell you that about five days into my concussion treatment, I felt like I could start doing other therapies. So I started cranial sacral, um, hyperbaric oxygen chamber, and acupuncture. So I, the thing that's made the most, I, the biggest difference outside of the supplementation and the rest has been the hyperbaric oxygen. So hyperbaric oxygen has been shown to increase healing in the brain after traumatic brain injury. Um, hyperbaric oxygen revives blood flow and oxygen circulation in damaged areas of the body. This allows your cells to begin healing tissues and prevent cell death. So it was around my fifth treatment of hyperbaric oxygen that I started to feel way better. By day 10, I was able to drive myself to treatments and start doing basic things around the house. By the end of July, about three weeks from when I was in the ER, I was back to work and functioning in my house, doing daily activities, taking care of Kingston um, and going to the zoo. I was able to go to the zoo at the end of July, um, which is something we really love to do as a family. As I write this solo, I am still taking all the supplements. I am still doing hyperbaric oxygen. I am on my 18th um, session there. I'm trying to get to 20. I I am going to get to 20. Um, I am doing meditation every day, energy work, cranial sacral once a week. I am resting, especially when I need a break. Although I will say none of this has been easy, especially when you have a toddler who prefers you over their dad. Right. Kingston has been so clear that he wants his mama. Um, There was even a moment about three weeks in towards the end of July where he told the two of us that we needed to switch. Like daddy needs to be sick. Daddy needs to have the headaches. Mama needs to be better. And that was really, really heartbreaking. And I've had a lot of setbacks over the past month. Even yesterday felt like a setback for me where I had to cancel everything on my calendar to focus on getting better. Probably the biggest lesson I've learned on this journey are my biggest lessons is healing isn't linear. It never is. And healing is freaking hard. So if you're listening to this episode and maybe even feeling overwhelmed with everything I'm doing and taking to get better, I feel this in my core. All of this has been overwhelming. And there have been days when I've wanted to throw up my hands and not do all of the things because it's exhausting and time-consuming, and it has resulted in what feels like slow progress to me. And some of the things that I'm taking, as I mentioned early, are nasty tasting. I mean, really gross. But as I look back on the last month, I realized that I've made massive progress. I mean, honestly, a month ago, I couldn't even look at a computer screen, let alone write a solo episode about my journey. My second lesson in all this is extra grace required. And this means letting ourselves off the hook, letting myself off the hook. Gosh, something I'm really, really, I just really struggle with. One of the things that friends and family have gently pointed out to me is how hard I am on myself. And they're right. I kept comparing myself to my January 2023 self, the woman who felt strong, sharp, healthy, and energized, and had big aspirations for the year. 
I kept trying to compare myself to her. And every time I do that, I'm so disappointed in where I'm at now, literally just eight months later. It's amazing what can happen in eight months. So I am learning compassion and I am doing that by celebrating three health wins each night and speaking gentler to myself and giving myself grace when I need to cancel my plans and work to rest. Lastly, this is a lesson I have known, but it's a great reminder that no one is coming to save me. If I want to get better, I get to commit to my healing journey. No one's going to remind me to take my supplements or make sure that I go to my treatments and appointments. No one's going to tell me to stop and rest. That is on me. It's up to each of us to own our health, no matter how crappy it is. And the only way is through. And if there is one thing I am, it is committed. That is one thing I can promise you is that I am committed to healing my brain. I am committed to getting my energy back. I am committed to firing on all cylinders because I know I have a why bigger than myself. And I also know that if I don't take care of my brain now, that I am going to have degeneration down the road. And I just don't want that. I want a future brain that is working and functioning and just, you know, I don't even have to think about it. Um, So again, I'm holding the vision of myself as the woman who's firing on all cylinders, energized and doing life again with ease. I know that I have more healing to do before I am at my future healthy self but I can see her and she is beaming and she is killing it. I am also sending you so much extra grace and I'm holding you in perfect health too. Lastly, before I finish up, one of the things I am making sure of as I navigate perimenopause is making sure that I'm keeping my estrogen in check during the luteal phase of my cycle. I have noticed that my PMS symptoms these past three months have really intensified and the three to five days leading up to my period have made my concussion symptoms worse. That's why I am taking 200 milligrams of bioidentical progesterone. I am balancing my blood sugar. I am taking my hormone balance and liver support supplements to clear excess estrogen. PMS symptoms in perimenopause can be crazy intense due to low progesterone and unopposed estrogen. And because so many women have been reaching out to me with similar struggles, I am hosting my Overcome Estrogen Dominance at any age class today when this podcast goes live. This podcast is going live on August 22nd, a couple weeks from today. And my webinar is later on today at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now in this webinar, in this class, I'm gonna walk you through the nuts and bolts of estrogen dominant symptoms, risk factors, what causes it, lab testing, what labs to actually what, what, what should labs look like? What should you request? And how to actually reverse symptoms of estrogen dominance? Plus, I'm going to do a live Q&A. I get that it's happening today in, in a little while. But if you register for free, you can get access to the replay and you get instant access to my liver and estrogen detox recipe guide and my estrogen dominance assessment to kind of see where you land. But I will tell you, almost every woman in perimenopause has some level of unopposed estrogen just due to the fact that progesterone drops first. And man, does that make life a struggle, especially that week leading up to your period. 
So if you can't make the class, I'm going to be hooking you up with a great place to get started because we all need a place to start. So all you got to do is register for free at drmarisa.com slash estrogen class. The link's going to be in the show notes, super easy to register and go and get your estrogen and liver detox guide plus recipes and estrogen dominance assessment. So I really do hope to see you there. And I promise to do my best to really show up sharp and clear so that you get what you need and get out. Because that's the goal, right? How do I get you what you need so that you can make changes in your health as quick as possible? That's, that is the way that I think. That is my mindset about how I want to move you forward in your health journey. I know for me, as I am still undergoing this brain healing journey, I am super clear about, okay, what, what is worth it? Where's the juice worth the squeeze? Where am I going to see the best results? How am I going to get better faster? Because again, I'm a mom to a toddler. I am a woman who's running multiple different businesses. And I want to be back to myself. I want to feel like myself again. And I know that you want to feel like yourself again too. So I hope that this episode shed some light on healing the brain. So many people are struggling with cognitive issues and brain fog, either due to head trauma or emotional trauma or toxins or insulin resistance or an autoimmune condition, or changes in hormones in perimenopause and menopause. You know, over 65% of dementia patients are women. Yep, that's right. We are the majority of the patients that are suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's. The struggle is real for so many of us when it comes to an inflamed brain. And many of the protocols I shared today can help reduce that inflammation. So if there's someone in your life that's going through cognitive challenges, share this episode with them. And if it was helpful, please take a moment and subscribe and quickly rate the show too. That way women who are looking for solutions, they're looking for answers. They want to own their health. They can find the show and get the answers they so desperately need. Until the next episode, have an amazing day. 